James chapter 2 verse 5 Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who were poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? This is Voice of Eden Podcast and I'm your uncle, Amechi, graphics designer, singer and a lover of God on a mission to expose people to the truth about who they truly are in Christ. Build a generation that fears God, loves God, and serves God to raise and empower a people that cherishes the word of God. Join me on this journey into God's rest. Hey guys, I want to officially welcome you to my podcast. On today's podcast, we're looking at the joy of possessing nothing you know whenever you don't have anything we always assume it's a very difficult position to be in where you have nothing and honestly i've been in that place and i'm still struggling to see how joyful it is to possess nothing but i trust you at the end of this podcast you will come to share the same view with me i mean i guess so let's ride on into it okay every man who is poor in spirit is blessed and no longer a slave to the tyranny of things. You see, man right now is a slave to things. Sometimes we wake up because we are chasing things. And I mean money. We wake up because we are chasing food. We wake up because we want to have something to eat. Man was never created for things. Things were created for man. Man was the first physical manifestation of all God's creation. When God called for trees or the, 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 the fish of the sea and every other thing, they were not physical. Man was the first physical manifestation of God's creation. That is why everything God made didn't come before man. It came after man to let man know that these things were made for you, not you for these things. The quest for things is a major trouble of man's soul. The day you set out to go after money, cars, clothes, fame, luxury, or anything that is categorized as a thing, you immediately forfeit your peace of mind. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 said we should seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will come after us. But before that verse, it was talking to a troubled mind. The trouble of a man's mind starts when the man chases after things. God never created man to go after things. God made things to go after the man. This is the truth I'm also trusting God to reveal fully to me. So that I wake up every morning knowing that I am not created to chase things. Things are created to chase me. And let me tell you something. Things can only go after a man of value. If you don't have value, money will not come to you. Cars will not come to you. Luxury will not come to you. Fame will not come to you. So the man has a job to invest in himself and put value in himself. The first man God created was valuable. He never needed to add value to himself. But after the fall, we now need to read we now need to study, we need to pray, we need to go to school, we need to invest in ourselves so that we will become valuable and things will come after us. Man's only quest should be the kingdom. God's kingdom isn't heaven. His kingdom is wherever his will is done. <laughs> you know, the scripture says, thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done. His kingdom is wherever his will is done. Sometimes we've pictured the kingdom of God as heaven. No, no, that is um, that is a narrow mind. That's a shallow view of God's kingdom. His kingdom can be established on the earth. His kingdom can be established in your office. His kingdom can be established in your home. God's kingdom can be in the marketplace. So God's kingdom is wherever his will is done. So can I ask you this very brief question? Is God's kingdom in your life? Because if his kingdom is not in your life, if his will cannot be done in your life, then his will cannot be done in your home. Neither can it be done in your office or can it be done in the marketplace or can it even be done on earth? His will must first be in place in your life before you can establish that same kingdom on the earth. Man's only desire is to become the will of God and to see his will established wherever man is found. You must become the will of God before you can establish his will wherever you are. You see, the reason why Isaac was given to Abraham at a hundred years old was not because God chose to be late. God wanted to establish a kingdom. That was why God needed to make Abraham, Abraham before giving him the promise Isaac. If God had given Abraham Isaac before a hundred years old, there would have been a problem. I mean, so sometimes the things we are even praying for, God is delaying not because he's slow or because he can't give them to us, but because we are not the manner of person who is supposed to handle that thing yet. So God is interested in making you before he gives you. So all the process you are going through right now is the making process. When you are ready, God will give it to you. Most times, God is not the one delaying. We are the ones delaying ourselves because we are taking so much time to become. I mean, we're taking so much time to become what God has called us to be. And you see, Abraham needed to lose everything he had ever known and held on strongly to arrive at the promise. Abraham had to leave his father's house. He had to leave every support system so he knows that god is the only one keeping him god needed to be sure about that before god would send a promise to him later on abraham's heart began to cling to isaac as his son in quotes not as the promise anymore abraham began to see isaac as his son and not as the promise you see immediately god asked him to kill the boy god asked him to kill your son your only son the one you love those were specifically what God said to him. God never made mention of the promise. God said, take Isaac, your son, your only son, the one you love and kill him. God let Abraham to go through with it up until the point he knew there would be no retreat and then forbade him from laying a hand upon the boy. Then God said to him, it is all right, Abraham. I never intended that you should slay the boy. I only wanted to remove him from the temple of your heart that I might reign unchallenged there. I wanted to correct the perversion that existed in your love. Everything Abraham had was concentrated in the person of his dear son. He was willing to let all go, but not Isaac, and God went for what he held there to his heart. If there is anything taking the place of God in your heart, then you have to let it go. You have to possess nothing. I mean, you have to know that you don't own anything. 
when God demanded what Abraham held dear to his heart. At the end of Abraham's journey, Abraham had everything but possessed nothing. After that bitter and blessed experience, I think the word of my and mine never again had the same meaning to Abraham. The sense of possession which they connote was gone from Abraham's heart. The world said Abraham is rich, but the man knew he possessed nothing that his real treasure were inward and eternal. Where is your treasure? If I set certain things on fire, will I actually burn your treasures? If certain things crash now, will you lose everything? Where exactly is your treasure? You see, the word my and mine meant totally different things to Abraham. Abraham knew he had nothing. He possessed nothing. So when you say Abraham had everything, he had them, yes, but he possessed nothing. If that sense of possession still rules your mind, then you have to let it go. If you think you possess your business, your family, no, you have to let it go. You have to let it go and let God have them. Let God rule over them. Let his will be done over them, not your will. Whenever you start holding on to the things God has given to you, whenever you are possessive of the things God has blessed you with, then you are having a wrong mindset about those things. I was speaking with a friend and I told her that you can imagine how we came to this world without anything, naked, without anything, literally without clothes, nothing. But now look at where we are today. We have a business, we have a roof on our head, we have clothes to wear, we, we have a job to do. And sometimes when we, if we are not careful, we look at these things as our own, things I worked for, things I built, things I achieved. But no, they are just the goodness of God. I mean, how would a child end up having all of this thing? A child who came into the world naked end up having all of these things. It is simply but the goodness of God. So I said to her, there is no way we should act as though we have everything, as though this is ours. There is no way we should become possessive of these things. They are not our own. They are only given to us as a trust from God. So go around, look at everything you have and tell God, these are not mine. I have them, but I don't possess them. They are yours. Whenever you demand any one of them, give me the grace to let them go. Yes, give me the grace, Lord, to let them go. All right, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And I pray for you that every sense of possession is lost forever in your life. All right, thank you and have an amazing weekend. I'll see you next week, Saturday. God bless you. This is Voice of Eden Podcast, and I'm your uncle, Amechi, graphics designer, singer, and a lover of God, on a mission to expose people to the truth about who they truly are in Christ, build a generation that fears God, loves God, and serves God, to raise and empower a people that cherishes the word of God. Join me on this journey into God's rest.